Hello and welcome to Elite Rugby Bands. It's the podcast about rugby. Oh, sorry, send me there. <laughs> sorry, send me my keyboard. Um, yes, I'm your host Adam, uh, and welcome. And we're joined today by the illustrious uh, Phil. How are you, Phil? Hi, Adam. I'm very good, thank you. Um, how are you doing? Uh, I'm good. Um, the baby just had a bit of a rough, rough put down today, and she's she's teething. So I was up for an hour and a half last night from uh, one till. 20 to 3 when, you, when you're up that late that often you get used to seeing how long you know just for comparison's sake otherwise i'm all right i'm all right british irish lion squad named lots of chat about um matt you're also here thanks for joining us really? you're back well i know you'll deal with your you were around last week but this is the first three-man pod yeah. you've been on I, I haven't had a chance to ask you personally how was your holiday you pretty dick? dope Pretty dope. That's pretty yeah. cool. Yeah, you goddamn bitch. When did yeah. you get back? Um, got back. So I think I got back that weekend. That weekend after I sent the video, we were only away from from weekend to weekend. Okay, cool. Yeah. It looked pretty amazing. Yeah, just no, from it, that one video. Yeah, from that one video. No, I kept like I was like, ah, I'm not gonna say shit because I kind of just want to drop. And I was hoping to lose a weekend so I could at least drop a video for while I was there. <laughs> it was all planned. Oh, it was pretty good. <laughs> So it was pretty going good. head to head against Alex, you know, it's planned. Yes. Um, speaking of Alex, he is away in the desert of Namibia. We assume he's out in some desert, uh, plotting, plotting his draft. <laughs> he's got nothing else to do. He's just, just obsessing about draft. Um, I mean, he's not in the obsessing desert. that hard. Um, ben... No, it's true. Since his trades have been a bit slow. And Ben, unfortunately, he's dealing with newborn issues. He tried joining. We just, uh, she was crying. So he said he'll he'll do his best to come on if she calms down. So fingers crossed there. So, uh, as I said, lots to get through, lots of news. Probably the biggest thing happening this week, the British and Irish Lions squad was revealed. Um, the Gwynedd experts in British rugby, you could check out the HA, so they've got a few pods in this. Overall, um, I guess the major shocks from the South African perspective, Carl Sinclair not chosen. Apparently the club form has not been great. Uh, Johnny Sexton, but he is an uh, injury liability, reportedly. Courtney Laws, he's hardly he played in your right, but he's back. Uh, I rate him quite highly. He's hard. Sort of like that I don't like the box facing. It just seems like a team full that has been purpose-built to beat the box. Hard, physical, um, especially at the centers. They didn't really pick that many ball players at mm-hmm. centers. No ring rows, uh, no Davies. That was quite a little bit of a surprise. Um, what are your thoughts just on the squad in general? Yeah, I think it was definitely surprising some of the omissions and some of the inclusions that you've mentioned um it's funny like in some positions like you say with like center they have gone for more of the solid options but then at the same time if you think of big and solid like someone like believe winning polar is you know just about as big and solid as they come so oh, yeah. it seems like certain positions you know they've sort of deviated from that so center they've gone for more of that mold whereas eight man and maybe some of the others uh, a little a little bit of a different strategy so it should be really interesting um i think yeah obviously it's quite a team and a mentality selection rather than just pick the best you know 30 players that you can from all of the nations mm. and, and mentioning eighth man sam simmons uh, a little bit of a bolter he hasn't played for england in two or three years um, they've picked the, the three different types of number eight. So you've got Simmons, who apparently is Mr. Energy, Toby Falatau, just a, a class player. Um, generally speaking, more, more in the, the Dwayne Vermeulen mold. Uh, and the third one I've lost. Um, uh, Andrew Porter, I think. Yes, that's right. 
Uh, Matt, you must be happy that there must be eight Scots. No, Jack, Jack Conan, sorry. <laughs> oh, sorry. I just believe everything you say, Phil. You're just such a variable source of what information. What is a prop? Yes, what, <laughs> what is a prop? <laughs> what, so I'm going to be excited about what? The Scots? Yeah, because they... I don't, you're, you're, you're just, you sound like a man who'd rather support the Scots amongst the four uh, home nations. I mean, technically one of the ones is from my hometown. It's kind of weird. Having a lion from your hometown. Oh, uh, yes. Who, Dwayne? Dwayne. Not for me, Alan. Fuck. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I get so confused. Um, yeah, I, no, it's, I just, it's a wild one. It's straight out of the CJ O. Standard book. So he's what? Yeah. So he's actually Dwayne Mac, Mac van der MacDerver or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> he, he probably won't play. Yeah. This is a very random aside. You know the IPL got cancelled, Matt. All the Australian cricketers went to the Maldives. Yeah, because they were all, um yeah, because it's essentially like it's um yeah, it's basically the only people I saw there were Indian people or Russian people. That yeah. was it. Nice. <laughs> like there was no one else there besides like Indians and Russians. So that tracks that the Aussies all went there from yeah after the cancelled IPL. The... Yeah, I just wanted to mention that very, very quickly. Um, so yeah, 37 men picked for the squads uh, for South Africa. Um, so yeah, it's a good team. It's a very good team. Um, anybody who thinks South Africa are going to walk over these oaks is uh, delusional, that's for sure. Uh, the Springboks, though, they, they have not had a good time in trying to uh, get prepared. They have, we have two tests, uh, thankfully, against Georgia. On the weekend of the 2nd and 3rd of July and the 9th and 10th of July, Rusty Erasmus does say that it will be adequate preparation for the series against the Lions. That That's a lie. Well, it's <laughs> hard ball runners, you know. That's exactly what the Lions are planning. Just the George, <sighs> the, the Lions version of a Georgian squad. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's a, it's a step up from, you know, playing, playing? I don't know, like Canada or Namibia, obviously, someone like that. But it's obviously not quite... Um, Top top tier opposition. No yeah, I mean the, the other two teams that SA were hoping to face the USA and Italy that, that was scuppered because of COVID nineteen. So um, yeah, yeah well, but I th I think one of the consequences of this though is that um, when the British Lions play like the Stormers and the Sharks, they're not going to have their Springboks. I think that maybe that was expected anyway, but yes. it will mean some very, very young players get to play against the Lions. You which know, is pretty cool. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. pretty keen for that, like kids kids to be playing against the Lions. And the South African teams are so well-rested. <laughs> <Yeah, laughs> you say they're well-rested. They're not... I mean, they've been playing each other constantly for like what yeah. feels like... The last six months, they've like with no. breaks on, breaks off. But I, I, I find it quite strange that um, even though they've been trying to build up some of these, you know, rainbow cups or whatever, they, I, I feel like they haven't managed to capture the excitement of like super rugby, like the New Zealand and Australian competitions, and maybe that's from having an extra competition in between. But they've been doing exactly the same, you know. New Zealand play teams have only played New Zealand teams in lo in, since yeah. lockdown, but it's been a lot more exciting and a lot more captivating somehow. Yeah, I think the the, the fact that they've both played Test rugby as also well. Fans, um, they've all they've well. had fans the entire time. Yeah, as well. it actually does make a big difference having the fans. <laughs> like, so maybe true. not so much watching the games, but actually getting like the general population hyped up for something. Mm. I think actually sure. having a crowd there, mm. like it doesn't like yeah. these just feel like almost like exhibition sort of just 
bad yeah, matches like, that are happening. They're not like glorified training. Yeah. Yeah, they're not. Re- they're just yeah, like little, like they almost just interprovincial versions of that green and gold match. Mm-hmm, exactly. Yeah, and there might be another one of those games. Well, uh, there should be up. another one. I feel like. Mm. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, the rumors is. Uh, just speaking of the Rainbow Cup, we're not going to go into the games um, too much. Uh, the Sharks, they beat the Lions, 34-26. Bills beat the Stormers, 2016. I, I mean, you guys are welcome to chat a bit I'm about that. I'm quickly but... mention, I watched the highlights. The Bulls Stormers highlights were abysmal. Like, it looked yeah, like yeah. such a shit show of a game. Like, it just I, I looked think... sloppy. It just looked yeah. messy. I think the only guy who I sort of noticed do decently in that game was Tamoy, Madosh Tamoy. He looked like yes. he's got a couple of nice tries. His first try was disgusting, like a 55-meter run where but I think he finished it with two Stormers just falling over themselves because they just couldn't yeah. cope anymore. Just like the inside uh, angle and just, yeah, yeah he just straight pass. And then they just <laughs> collapse over each other. But yeah, I think besides him, there's nothing else of note in that game, which is yeah, kind of sad seeing as they've been playing each other so much. <laughs> Mm. Well, speaking oh, of the team that got left right. out, Peter Steph did well. Sorry. Oh yes, that's he, true. No, no, that's his dream. Yes, yeah. uh, which is good. Hopefully, you guys get get in a few run-ins. Um, and just hope for the best. I, I, apparently, uh, William Small Smith, who has played for the Cheetahs, he he says that if they haven't <laughs> aren't trying to kill the Cheetahs, even though the Cheetahs got picked out, kicked out of the Pro 14, um, and they're not apparently taking taking part in the Rainbow Series. As well, Did so he retire like two weeks ago or something, something like that. Yeah, okay. um, no, I just see that. that this that's news. <laughs> his pension like fund, his pension funds, funds obviously tied to him being positive about <laughs> about Saru. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, very much so. Uh, let's see what else do we have here. Uh, I guess this, I'm trying to see here. We're gonna face Georgia. Um, yes, Matt, thought you were gonna say something. No. Oh, okay. Well, Ghani Lamapi, he's signed for Stars Franco. That came out today. Um, and Chija Perinara has resigned with New Zealand Rugby. I think it's a waste of money. I know, Phil, you <laughs> disagree with me. But let me, put, let me put it to you. Uh, Lamapi, we can get to. That's a big loss. The Perinara, right? Yeah. New Zealand play best when they have a nine who's got a really, uh, for lack of a better term, lack of pass. Aaron Smith. Okay. Um, sure. I prefer Aaron Smith. Yeah, so do I. So do I. Uh, TJ Perinari is a good, great ball player. Um, he's irritating. Gets in the referee's ear, but he... As a scrum after shit, yeah. Sure. Yes, indeed. Uh, his pass obviously isn't as good as Aaron Smith, but we're just not saying much. Uh, he's just... I mean, how old will he be now? That, that's my he's point. He's like 29 or something. What? Oh, yeah, maybe TJ Perinari. Did Phil nail it? Oh, he did. Nailed it. He is indeed... Twenty nine. Out of curiosity, Ooh, he's, he's a bit older, I think. Yeah, he's a bit old. He's like thirty two. The thing, Adam, is that um, if you obviously there is limited money, there is a limited budget. Budget, I appreciate that. But if if you can, you want your two best scrum halves uh, tied up. You you've seen how um, how dangerous T J Paranara is off the bench against tired legs. Like mm. he may not have a good as a good passer. Aaron Smith, but um, his link-up game, his support player, I think, is unraveled. And I think with Fakatava injured for the season, the next backup would probably be someone like uh, Brad Weber or Mitch oh. Drummond. Even it, it starts to thin out very quickly. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They got Brad Weber. I just don't know how long Brad Weber signed for, and they got Fakatava coming through. 
and then there was TJ Perinara flirting with the Roosters. Yeah. Uh, look, the, Hur- the Hurricanes could certainly enjoy him back. It's just a pity for Luke Campbell. I think he actually started to look not bad, getting some exposure. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of like, do they really need to? But uh, one guy who will benefit is Ruben Love to flip yeah, on the other side. Sure. I mean, yeah. the hur- I think the whole Hurricanes, except maybe Luke Campbell, will undoubtedly benefit. Obviously, it's. I think the only way that it may not make sense is if, for example, I mean, Laumapi's already gone, but if, yes. if yeah, if it meant that they had to choose between him and Laumapi, maybe they needed Laumapi more, especially given the center injuries at the moment and the lack of other mm-hmm. options. So yeah. if it was a direct choice, which we'll never really know, I guess, but if it was, then maybe I could be persuaded that it was a bad choice. But otherwise, I don't see any harm in signing up your best players. I mean, if South Africa had a choice to bring back all their best players, <laughs> you know, you'd want to do it in a heartbeat. Yeah, I guess so. No, Sorry, Matt, I thought you were going to chime in there. Oh, no, I, no definitely, I definitely agree. And, like, if you look at... What's his face? Um, sorry. If you look at how... The, essentially, the Highlanders, their tactic of using Aaron Smith and then bringing on Fakatava and how much damage Fakatava does, that, that sort of extrapolates out to the All Blacks and how the All Blacks can use that to basically beat anyone as well by using Aaron Smith and then TJ. Yeah. Like, it's a solid option. Mm. Uh, maybe on to Lamape. Huge. That's massive news. Um, I think he got a little bit wronged. I don't know. He hasn't played them. He hasn't played enough tests for New Zealand. Yeah, it's just me. that he's never been first choice, right? So it mm. seems like he's always been the backup. So I think, like Alex was saying in the group, it was just a matter of time. It felt like that because he's never gotten, like, the reins at number 12 just to you know, he's had good games. He's definitely scored some really nice tries for the All Blacks, just thinking about some highlights. But uh, he's never made the number 12 shirt his own, and he's always had either Crotty or Goodhue or Sonny Bill. These guys have blocked his path. So even if maybe now he might be the informed 12, he obviously just feels like, you know, there's something that he's tried a lot mm-hmm. and it's just not working. So he's taking, taking another option, I guess. Is yeah, this... he's only played... Yes. I was going to say, also him going to Stade of France feels very much like they're just trying to get um, recapture like Nonu. Like that sort of same sort of, not exactly the same 12, obviously, but that sort of 12 energy. Yeah. And I mean, he... I'm, I'm sure yeah, he'll sorry. be great for them, yeah. I, I have yeah. no doubt that he'll go there and, you know, uh, be a storming success. Yeah. He's only he's, he's only played 15 tests, which to me seems oh, an incredible waste. Uh, 28, in fairness, so yeah, he'd be 30 by the time. He's been playing time 12 ahead of him. Good you. Yeah. Um, yeah, and Sunny Bill's come in and out. Even Crotty, yeah. So. Uh, Crotty as well, yeah. But and that's the thing. Like ALB's I think he's also played a bit. So. I think Lamarp is just unlucky because fuck. What was the old coach's name again? Faster. No, not fast mm. before. Uh, Hanson. Hanson. Hanson liked a, a crotty esque 12 and not a Laomapi yeah. 12. He preferred a distributing 12. And mm. The Laomapi just yeah. never got it to Sometimes, in Yeah, sometimes it wasn't even about distribution. They would always talk about like uh, his sort of lack of, I don't know. Um, Finesse? Like almost game intelligence, which mm. I don't know how true that was or how like sort of stereotypical that was just because he's like a big you yeah. know, center. But, uh, yeah, he, I mean, he probably sh- 
New Zealand missed him at the World Cup in 2019 because they had who? They had Leonard Brown and who, who was the other? Goodhue. Yeah. And Leonard Brown's playing out of position Brown. at 12. Um, and neither of them could really get over the gain line. That was a bit yeah. of a problem with New Zealand. So, sure. um, look, at least for me, I'm glad it means I won't pick him again for draft. Let's pick again two years in a row. So uh, it's not like he's let you down there, Adam. Yeah, that's the thing. He's like a solid pick. It, like, <laughs> yeah, it's not too bad. I, I always shoot myself and don't pick an OPK when that's usually the obvious first choice. But anyway, uh, au revoir. And going, I might be will be missed. I think the Hurricanes are going to miss you terribly. Look, Peter Umanga Jensen may benefit from it, as will Billy Proctor. Um, those are those are the guys next cab off the rank. Uh, Umaga Jensen's is a very weird season. He was outstanding last year, but he's just been in and out of the team a bit much. So, a bit, bit strange. So, maybe a good opportunity for, for them to settle. Um, so, we've got Trans Tasman. We're going to chat about the Super Rugby um, New Zealand finals, Super Rugby AU finals. But for Trans Tasman, a couple of real changes. I'm very happy about this. There's going to be no captain's referral. God, I'm so happy about that. I hate captain's referral. I'm happy um, about it, but I'm not as happy as you are, I think. Uh, yeah, I think I'm not sure. <laughs> you weren't sending memes in the group yeah. about, uh, about vindication um, and stuff. I, yeah, I, I think just from what was posted, like it it can get just too bogged down where teams yeah. can check everything and then you know it slows things down so much. And then if you have one and you haven't used it, you'll check something tiny. And I think it it should if they have it, it should only be allowed for like foul play or for a try or something. But still, I mean, even then, it still has its issues. Yeah. Well, after that issue, I don't blame the players. By the way, players, if it's there for the players to use, they're going to use it. It's a professional sport. Uh, so, yeah, it's, um, the judge is the way, like, the one thing that, and yes, often guys have gotten it right. And typically, smarter players like Aaron Smith, weirdly enough, I know at the start of the tournament, he's nailed one or two. Um, in the final, ironically, several recently got a red, came very close to getting a red card as well. But it was when Scott Barrett made the referral to Pavard to clean out. There's nothing wrong with a clean out. And the commentators are pissed off about it. My major issue is there's too much, it leaves too much interpretation for the referee. Like in DRS and cricket, um, it's a very simple question. Does it hit in line? Does it not? It's a very simple question. So it's a technical matter. Mm. Um, the issue with this is, as you can see with VAR in the Premier League, when it comes to offside, okay, look, <laughs> the lines are a little bit ridiculous because yeah. they, they, they should have a thicker line, but that's a separate conversation. But often yeah. when you leave it up to human judgment, then there's no equality. That's why. That's why I don't like it. Also, it's a waste of time. TMOs are involved way too much, uh, in my opinion, anyway. Because um, I'm old. I'm clearly old, um, or something like that. But uh, I'm very happy. No, I, I I agree with you 100%, and I'm slightly younger than you. Um, <laughs> so oh. uh, agree yeah. in terms of R2. Like uh, penalties, people can discuss it after the match for an hour and still yes. come to different conclusions. So yeah, 100%. And same with some of these rack decisions. So yeah. Speak, speaking of penalties, um, the Chiefs apparently they, they say they're not responsible for unruly behaviour at their hotel. Um, Ooh, they're staying. I'm just trying to see. Um, hours after the 2014 defeat, this is some stuff. Uh, the Chiefs had had a private function on the second floor of the city's Novotel Hotel in Cathedral Square. Uh, guests claimed there were people found naked in hotel corridors, keeping them awake all night, and leaving a trail of broken bottles of vomit for staff to clean up. <laughs> Well, look, uh, we, we this wasn't is true. There. We should not choose any chiefs for next year. No, no, I'm. Yeah, I'm not choosing any chiefs. 
I've just signed <laughs> one, so yeah. Uh, one guest Actually, complained. Actually, no, that I tried to sign supporters. Quintipaya like three weeks ago, and that didn't work. Yeah, you let, you let go of um, Alex, let go of um, Alcoy. So he's a bit I let back. go of Alcoy, he's, yeah. No, but he's been yeah. on the bench constantly. He's also yeah, he should have played in the final, but we'll, we'll get on that one. One guest complained about players and supporters allegedly being absolutely, and I quote, wasted, <laughs> banging on walls. <laughs> And uh, the guests, um, the Chiefs' chief executive, Michael, Michael Collins, uh, no relation to, um, I assume, the Highlander Center, said none of their team or staff were staying on the 12th floor. In a statement, Collins said the private function, which is attended by coaches, players, board, blah, 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 was held without incident. He said, based on inquiries uh, into the complaints by staff, they were not involved, but we'll continue to investigate. Um, so just that little, just, we didn't do it. We don't think we did. But we'll just we'll double check. Uh, anyway, <laughs> so funny. Yeah, oh, I, mean, I think Chiefs were the team that had that one incident a few years ago, which became heavily publicized. Um, yeah. <laughs> but then, yeah. Uh, the bit more of uh, pretty definitely unfortunate news. I was trying to crack a Joshua Rani joke, but he wasn't there, so it couldn't have been him. Um, Shannon Fazal, he's been allegedly involved in an assault oh, on Christ. a woman at a Dunedin bar. Of all of you, Matt, when I read this, <laughs> the, the alleged incident unfolded at Vault 21 uh, in the small hours of Sunday morning in Dunedin. It was a popular bar. Uh, police confirmed no investigating following a report of an assault by a bar in Octagon about 2.30 a.m. on Sunday. Officers were not called to incidents and police were notified of the allegations at noon on Sunday. Um, an inquiry is underway. New Zealand Rapier is aware of alleged incident involving Highlanders playing in Dunedin Sunday morning. So the general manager said, we are working alongside the Highlanders to ascertain what happened and have no further comment until the process has been completed. Um, the Highlanders are aware of the incident. Um, the staff had approached Frizzell's agent for comment. has not been received as of yet. So, uh, yeah. I want to watch, Matt, especially mm. for you. It's in your team. That's... A bedrock of the, uh, of the, of the Nuggies yeah. this season. No, definitely between him and Satuto. Yeah, yeah, he's been so good this year. Like he, like uh, it, yeah, he's been excellent. It, it seems like he should have that number six spot for the All Blacks so up just based on his form. Yeah, yeah he's been, so, but he's been unstoppable. Um, speaking of other loose forwards, Pablo Matera, but because he's joining the Crusaders, he uh, we mentioned that last week. Oh, with the Waratahs. Oh, the, oh, that he ditched the Waratahs. Oh, yeah, sorry. Mm. Yes, so the morning, Sydney Morning Herald noted that the Waratahs made contact with him, and they just said no. <laughs> oh, the Waratahs <laughs> weren't keen to sign him, right? Yeah, I think so. I think that was, and then he ended up at the Crusaders. Like, yeah. he reached out to the Tars or something, and the Tars were like, yes, no, right. we don't yes. need you. And I'm like, oh. Apparently he loves Sydney, and he loves surfing, and that sort of thing, yeah. I was like, Sounds like a bit of a... I like, then how do you end up at Christchurch, like the furthest from Sydney <laughs> possible? <laughs> Well, look for the Tars. They they got uh, Raboni, Warren, Viashku coming and back. Oh and yes, Hooper, Hooper fantasy well. fantasy legend. Um, they Hooper. They have. Yeah, they'll actually have. And then they'll have. Yeah, they're losing Jack. They're losing Jack Dempsey, but but um, Will Harris. Huge he's coming along. Teams falling apart. They're getting Ned Hannigan back, guys. Come. Oh, I know. Oh, so, so, I mean, their team is going to get stronger next And Carl and Carl Tizano hasn't been that bad. Um, his have... penalty made with Lackey Swinton. He's still hanging around. Are they so, going to have a coach, though? Well. Wallaby um... Lackey Swinton. Oh, you're right. They are going to have a coach. 
no, no, no. I asked. <laughs> I didn't amazing. say. I was. I wasn't confirming <laughs> they're going to have a coach. I was asking, are they going to have a coach? Because at this rate, I'm concerned uh, we, for them. We will. Think, we assume I so. I think I saw something like their CEO just resigned as well. So um, I don't know. I don't know if that's a good thing or not. Uh, let's have a look on that one. I love that the uh, Tars speak- are apparently the kings of. <laughs> Super Rugby Australia. <laughs> I don't see anything about that. Uh, New Zealand still. Their Italy touring has been cancelled because of COVID. Um, I think there's someone else who's meant to visit them, but they're going to play some of the Pacific nations, uh, which is good. Uh, speaking of which, also, I know we'll get a chance to have for next year's a Super 12 sort of style competition with uh, Moana Pacifica and um, forgive me, the Fiji, the Fiji team's name. Fiji, Fiji and Drua. Uh, thank you. Um, New Zealand apparently are driving the process. The Aussies are like, cool, but we're not there yet. So we're going to find out in June. That's so the competition has don't been confirmed want to for run... TV rock purposes. So Aussies don't want to play a full season with everyone, I'm assuming. Yeah. Christ. Classic, really? Aussie. Classic Aussies. <laughs> Like so they want to do uh, their own tournament and then do like a finals with everyone. I'm okay. assuming then that they, they all, oh, no. uh, that's what they want to shoot for. Yeah. Because, but it makes no yeah, sense. Because uh, I mean the Drua, where are the Drua playing out of? Because I know Moana Pacificus was playing out of Thingy, right? Out of yeah. Auckland. Yes. I think yeah. they do want to play out of Fiji, out of like Suva. Yeah. Okay. But I don't know where if that they, will work. When, did, when they played NRL, where did they play out of it? Out of Suva? Uh, I think sometime. I think maybe they had a couple of home games in Suva, but they also had a base in Australia, I think. Okay. No, I'm just curious about that, because, I mean, I feel like it's a nice split, because they've got history with Australia. Mm. Yeah. Uh, just speaking of which, bookies, uh, no, bookies have given all the Aussie teams uh, less chance of winning uh, Trans-Tasman. Compared to the the Kiwis uh, with the Waratahs 500 to one, how does it actually work? <laughs> by, by the way, so if you bet if you bet one, yeah. you're gonna no, get no, no, and no. the Waratahs You're going to win 500. I asked the wrong question. No, I asked, I asked the wrong question. Uh, the final. Uh, well, 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 how how does the final work? There's meant to be a final. It's just well, first versus second, I believe. Yeah, so it's, uh, I assume they're just gonna play. Everyone plays and then. Because uh, everyone essentially plays someone from a different from the different conference, so to speak. Yes, yes, yes. But this yeah. is why I think it's just going to be New, New Zealand, Zealand versus New Zealand in the final. So yeah. I'm not sure if it's top Australian versus top New Zealand team in the final. Which is a bit upsetting because like the top Australian team could maybe win like two games the entire season, or the type because they play. Maybe, but at the same time, I think the Reds and the Brumbies have put their hand up and they. Because other than the Crusaders, really the, only the Crusaders are head and shoulders oh, above the Reds and the Brumbies. Like I honestly think the Reds and the Brumbies could beat any of the other New Zealand mm-hmm. teams on their day. So we're looking at like uh, Friday, optimistically four wins, yeah. four wins for an Australian side and three wins conservatively. Yeah. I mean, yeah. uh, you'd think a team like the Blues would be able to beat like the Tars, Force, and Rebels yeah. quite easily, or maybe not easily, but beat them. But then the other two, maybe it depends if they're home or not. I, I don't know. I haven't looked at the yeah, fixtures. I think, yeah, I think Force. I'm hoping the Force managed to ups- annoy Alex and win a game or two. 
<laughs> yeah, me too. Go the Force. Yeah, just especially yeah, in a way. I want the Force to win a New Zealand game. Well, look. Speaking of Trans Tasman, oh, of course they have the bloody fixtures here. Sorry, excuse me. <laughs> um, yeah, we're a professional. We're a professional. Racket. I thought you maybe had the fixtures like uh, printed out behind you. That's why you had to leave your computer instead of googling it. No, no. Um, let's see here. All right. So Friday, um, Thailand is Reds in Dunedin, and then as Waratahs Hurricanes. I know the Waratahs in Sydney that declared a snap quarantine or um, lockdown for a few days. So I, I haven't checked out what's happening there, but let's assume it's going to go ahead. And then uh, Saturday, good game. Crusaders, Brumbies. Uh, that should be a goodie. Melbourne, Rebels versus Blues. Oof, the Rebels are going to get hurt in Melbourne. And then lastly, the Western Force versus the Chiefs in, in Perth. That's also going to get a little messy. But um, Brown, one, yeah. Highlanders versus Reds on Friday. That's going to be quite a good game, I think. So, at minimum. No, it'll, it'll be interesting. I do worry for the, <laughs> for the Waratahs, though. Shame. It's, it's going to get. I mean, even of... even the force hosting. Who did you say? The Chiefs. Like the Chiefs just coming off a big final against the Crusaders, flying all the way to Perth. I think, like Matt hopes, the Chiefs. I mean, the force actually this first game they have a decent chance of an upset. As long as Kyle Godwin um, does well. Noted. Team. Noted. Kyle Godwin. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to do? A voodoo doll of Kyle Godwin. You're like noted. I'm sure he'll do it for you, Adam. He'll do it for you. Uh, I hope so. He's been a pillar of my team. God, what a shit show. Um, right. I guess we've been speaking a lot about Australia and New Zealand. Um, we can talk a little bit about what we'll start off with. Do you want to talk about uh, the New Zealand final or more the Australian final first? I think let's do the New Zealand one and get it out the way with because I think the Australian one is more to chat about. The Australia one? Hmm. <laughs> So I said, start sorry, with New Zealand. Uh, sorry, I was busy waving at my wife. I was telling you the foods in the oven. Um, yes, so the Crusaders did come out on top. They beat the Chiefs. I do not have the score in front of me. Alas, 20-something. This is what we're really professional, guys. That, yeah. that is kind of how we roll. But uh, full your thoughts of the game while I dig up the score. Um, I think that it was... It was actually a really good game, especially the first half, um, and especially while the Chiefs were in it. And the really disappointing thing for the Chiefs was that they were two men up, you know. The Crusaders had two yellow cards, and at that time, they had done really well to, like, stay in the game. Mm. But weirdly enough, once they got the sort of numerical advantage, then they sort of lost their way a bit. And that last 20 minutes, the Crusaders just sort of pushed home and... And, like, you know, just dragged it out so that uh, the result became, you know, uh, out of out of doubt. Um, 24-13. Yeah, the, but the start of the game was really good. There were some yeah. good tries. Was, Both teams scored was. decent tries. And um, the red cards, trials, I guess, were both also, like, relatively questionable in terms of whether they could have been reds. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think it was... A good final until about the last 20 minutes where the Crusaders just sort of, you know, crusaded it. Yeah. Yeah, I just I won, enjoy... won a final by sheer force of having the numeric advantage of being in finals. Pretty much. Yeah. I, I didn't enjoy the um, 
the second <clears throat> the second half. I, 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 as you said, the first 20 minutes especially were great. Like the Crusaders actually played like they used to. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna say the Crusaders just won this final because they were the least worst team. They weren't the best team. Mm-hmm. Uh, and out of all the days, Dmax kicking boots deserts him. That's it's true. this one. Uh, like his kicking really fell, fell, fell um, at a really, really bad time. So I, I felt the Crusaders were there for the taking, actually, even this whole tournament. But uh, a lot of the, New, the, the Aussie teams, excuse me, New Zealand teams, they they just haven't taken the opportunities, really. Um, like I said, I don't know. I, I I don't really enjoy watching the Crusaders play all that much, to be quite honest. Chiefs, the Chiefs are far more fun to watch, mm. as, as are the I'd say the Highlanders. The Blues, I think... I I, I wonder if the Blues in the final would have, would have won it. This was the Chiefs. The Blues they showed they're limited. Sorry? Yeah. Blues have been bad this season. They've regressed. I know. And it's, what, it's, you know who, should, you know who could have won it? Islanders. The Highlanders. Bookend totally. the season. Almost they beat, beat the Crusaders once before. No, they didn't just beat them. They thumped them, actually. Um, and, I mean, will Jordan's try? It's like, oh, guys... There's like three different players converging on it. Like I know he's the one that everybody has to turn. Um, well, Jordan has that magic Ben Smith where the ball goes to him. So, yeah. you know, he runs through and the ball gets attracted to his ass. I, I just, just think Will Jordan's a bit of a selfish player. That's all. That's rude. He is. He's a bit of a selfish <laughs> player. Um, and like at least like Alex Nankovell's offload to DMAC was quite good. That's mm. well. oh, All this is in the first 20 minutes. And then it just debilitated into a final that very much suits the Crusaders. Um, and Narcoy not starting over Mitchell Brown. I found that was weird. The same as uh, Saakula starting at six. But he's not really suited as a six. He's, he's a pure eight, really. Um, yeah, he had some like really good touches where it was more his offload game. You know, he's, yeah. he, he, does, he has like that sort of um, distinct style where it's almost like a basketball offload, where yes. he sort of lifts it up and... Um, and he had a couple of good touches with that, and I think the Chiefs also won like the turnover battle. They definitely had more yeah. clean, clean turnovers. So mm-hmm. their, their their strategy, I think, was sort of working, but it didn't last. Yeah, and mm-hmm. Akoi came off on quite early, I guess. But uh, yeah, half, at the half time. Half time, yeah. But it was yeah. I think like we said, the Crusaders just it 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 just told in the end like their inevitable pressure and. Just yeah, shit. and I'm just seeing. I think Cody Taylor, he should have gone red. Yeah. The, the, the irritating thing is, I, I don't know the law so well to be honest. So yes. uh, I mean, it's but, really dangerous. He literally. Yeah, it's exactly it's, the same thing that Quaker Smith did in that final when they happened? lost to the Crusaders. It's just that the guy landed on his head rather. So they're saying that it depends how you land, which makes yeah. no, no sense because no. surely, yeah. like it should. You should like, be. He could have landed on his head. Yeah, you shouldn't know. be you shouldn't be penalizing the outcome. You should be penalizing right, the action. Because exactly. that's what happened, I think, last week with Sinatla as well. Exactly the same thing, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. It's just running into someone like full speed while they're in the air, which is dangerous. I think yeah, you, Co- what Cody did was actually was put his arm. He managed to sort of put his arms around McKenzie for like half a second, which may have yeah. I don't know mitigated some some fact instead of just like running his feet out from underneath him while he's in the air. Like it was oh, like he, the briefest of raps by Taylor, I think, in the, if I remember watching the highlights properly now. It's still not a proper rap. Like his arms touched and then Mackenzie still yeah. like swirled out and landed like flat on his back, which is weird that they said he landed safely because I think he landed like flat on his back. 
That's I think back cool. is just slightly safer than him. Like, yeah, you're not gonna break. Oh no, he landed on his elbow. Did he land Actually, on his probably elbow? the best, literally oh, the best outcome. No, but that's no, because you can still like jolt the shit out of your elbow and fuck up your shoulder. No, and your elbow like what was he doing? Like what was he doing? That's uh, what what also pisses me off. Like he literally took him out. That's literally the they'll have this in a video red card situation I, of what I, a player shouldn't do. Yeah. I think the maybe I don't. It shouldn't be a mitigating thing, but because it wasn't yes. a, a up and under, it wasn't a kick. It was a lineout. He jumped from the back of a lineout. Yeah. So you know, it's one of those weird things we've argued before about if you yeah. jump into a pass, like it's it's a bit uh, blurry in, in terms of the rules. Yeah. So if it was an up and under and he did it, I think it probably would have been a red too. But because it was, he jumped into it from a lineout. He didn't have like that same height coming down as well. Yeah, you know, and referees though they, like we said, definitely get the rub of the green. Now I'm going to sound like a bit of X fan, or maybe <laughs> fan of it, but I do feel like they get a bit of the rub of the yeah. green. There is the hometown advantage. Um, same as referees. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, I think maybe it was a yellow anyway, but yeah. the TMO was saying like, no, straight force to the head. He said it like five times, and then the ref yeah. was like, no, tell me something else, because I don't want to hear that. It's like yeah. He, he talked. He managed to talk his way out of a red card, like giving a red card the the ref on the field. Yeah. Yeah. I. I mean, yellow was okay. It was kind of like ooh, it was touch and go. If he gotten a red, nobody would have been surprised. That's how touch and go it was in a way. But he did ride up. Um, Reese did have a good game, by the way. He's actually improved. I think uh, he the got last few weeks. Match, actually, yeah. Yeah. It's uh, which is great for me from a fantasy perspective as, as the role of role of spoiler. So did yeah. Get, did he get buns of the match as well? Or? Oh yes, that's right. When it was try, uh, when reaching for the line, it was it fucking was great. It was McKenzie, yeah. Yeah. But that's that's and so it, funny because uh, like steal. on the replay it takes so long. But I was like, when you watch the try in like normal speed, it's so fast you actually don't even see him pull down his pants. Like he's like dots it down and like rolls onto his back and he's immediately like shuffling it up. Like the only reason you know it's there is because you've seen it in slow mo on the replay so much. Because mm. as we so, yeah. today, it was funny. So yeah, um, well done to the the Crusaders have been the least worst New Zealand team. That I'm gonna call it. I'm, I'm gonna try to steal a hot take from Ben. What did? But that's what I feel. Scott feel Robinson was today said that he knows that they the least liked team in team in rugby at the moment. Or is it in rugby yeah, or some, just New Zealand at least? I think it's New Zealand. Because I feel like Saracen still exists. So it can't be the least liked. Team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's just because they keep winning. Mm. And it, it gets, it's like Man United during the Ferguson era. I mean, it wasn't as omnipresent as the Crusaders. Yeah. Um, it's also the Crusaders have kind of lost a bit of razzle dazzle. They now play a very, I'm going to, you're going to ridicule people. They, they lay like, they're like a, a hybrid Springbok team with just far better, with very good outside backs. <laughs> I don't know if I can agree with you here. I mean, I. I know that they haven't been as exciting. They still have Richie Moanga. They still have, like you said, uh, outside backs. Um, they okay, had some was... weaknesses for sure, but they're still an exciting team. And yeah, they're just because they haven't been firing on all. I mean, Fine Ganuku was really good in this match. Like every time he got the ball, yeah, yeah, it was a bit like straight bashing it up rugby. But it, he still has the skill, like when he makes a break, to lick up with the other guys. And obviously, Havili, Jordan, Reese Bridge. Wild hot take. Yeah. I actually kind of like him at 13, Fayanganuku. Yeah. I don't think he's that. No, out of, I, I mean, I, I really don't think he's that out of place there for the last three weeks that we've I, seen him there. Yeah. I don't think Eno's going to come straight back into the team. That's how well I think he's done as well. So, I yeah, who needs sense? Agree with your hot take, Matt. <laughs> so, yeah. Mine is, mine is terrible. 
Minus a bit of bull-faced lie. But we, we got to the inner hot take, so it's kind of worth it. So, like, I sacrificed my hot take for Matt's good hot take. Um, oh, it's your hot take? Sorry. Uh, the the Crusaders are, like, just the hybrid Bok team. But then you mentioned Richie Mwanga, and I'm like, oh, yeah, it's kind of a lie. Yeah. No, Mwanga has been outstanding. Richard so. Mwanga, Mwane Stain, similar kind of player, really, Alex. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Ethan Blackout had just located his finger. So he, he and he played on. So I don't know if he's going to appear this weekend. Yeah, they have suffered a lot of loose trio. Pasioni, Havidi, also he also withdrew. Tom Saunders had to come in, and he's not a he's not a six. Um, yeah. So well, lucky, they're getting, this... lucky they're getting Matera. Yeah, that's the next season. Yeah, but the, still. The issue, the issue is, um, yeah, what's going to happen now? So that, that's a one weakness. Eighth, they're right. Your Grace hasn't blown the lights off this season as much as lost. He just looks slower. I don't know if he's bulked up or something. He just looks a little bit yeah. slower. Um, yeah, he, he, for me, as an eighth man, he should have a bit more mobility. Like, he looks yeah. more like a six, and then obviously he's playing eight, so... Even a lock, to be, to be quite honest. He can play a lock. Um, but yeah, well done to the Crusaders. Uh, and look, overall, Super Rugby New Zealand, I know that is not the name for the competition. It, it was good viewing. Uh, lots of good matches. I know we've enjoyed enjoyed the rugby. So uh, yeah, well done to New Zealand. Another good competition. We're looking forward to Trans Tasman. Um, I guess we're going to wrap up. We've got super. Well, actually, I don't have any Super Bowl open. I checked our account. We're not playing, playing any games, so we can just leave, leave it that. Um, actually, we can do we can do Trans Tasman. So let me get that. We'll we'll do the Super Rugby AU final. Um, yes. I didn't actually watch this. Um, Matt, so what were your thoughts? I never chance, fortunately. So I missed it live. So I missed the excitement of live. It was spoiled, but I did rewatch it, and even knowing the outcome was. So I think this was almost the opposite of the previous game, where it was better rugby in the beginning and worse rugby, or not, or less exciting rugby at the end. This was started off slow and just became like what you expect of a final to be. I don't know. This game felt more like watching a final than. Then the Aotearoa game felt like watching the final. Yeah, and there was 40,000 fans uh, in the stadium. Was Mitch there? Mm, I can't remember. Not uh, sure. No, he was, just, he was just saying the Reds were better than the British and Irish Lions, which is great. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he, he was fully immersed think, in the moment, yeah, I feel whether like, he was there or not. I, I appreciate I appreciate the, the, the take to take. That's That's when you hold that opinion, though, like immediately after one of those games. Like, yeah. Best team in the world that they can take on Ealing Trail Finders if they have to. <laughs> yeah. Right up there with Paul Jim. Yeah. No, wasn't it? Yeah. Uh, it was, oh, no, was Grey Thingy. Oh, yeah. Grey Bloom. Grey Bloom. Um, I, didn't, I also didn't watch this whole match. Um, I saw, you know, the, the latter part of it. Um, and it, it went well past 80, and it just seemed Jeez. inevitable That's that the Reds were going to take it. Like, uh, they got so many advantages, so like it, they played and they dropped it, but they had advantage every time. And mm. I think Brumbies went down. It may have also been down to 13 or at least 14. I think Darcy Swain and someone else yeah, got a yellow card. Yeah. Um. And eventually, yeah. Uh. You know, like I think Tupo may have even scored. He. It seemed like he either scored or knocked it on. But then the scrum off did really well to get it out the back and got it mm. to O'Connor. And yeah, yeah. I think O'Connor was also like man of the match. So like he, it was fitting that he also got the final mm. try to win. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Valentino no, did Tupo, no, he didn't Tupo, oh, no, what? no, didn't Tupo get man of the match? Maybe. 
Because he, he was, was super emo were, in his interview. Yeah, so he was the one. I think he was the first prop to cry in a post-match interview this weekend, and looks like Sinclair. This weekend, this weekend and Sinclair took all all his glory and got much uh, more media hype. <laughs> I mean, Tupos was cool. Sinclair's was important, I think, no, in I its think, own way. Yeah, no, no, I'm just teasing. Sinclair's one's also. I think it was important for yeah. Sinclair to say what he needed to say. And then shame. Yeah. I feel bad. One of the did you see one of the papers put out yeah. a headline about Sinclair? The headline being Sinclair. I have a lot of anger inside me about the lines. And I was like, yeah, you sort of misquoting the entirety of his speech. Yes, he right. he did say say that line, but like that wasn't at all the reason or like the context at all for saying that line or whatever. Exactly, and I think I, I think it was maybe Lima Sopawanga on Twitter. He was saying like, yeah, this is why rugby players don't aren't more honest in like post-match interviews. You know, this is why you get so many um, of the normal. Yeah, you know, good the opposition played well. Thanks mm. for coming because you don't want to say something because you're gonna get misquoted and like vilified by the media. Yeah sort of just justifying what Adi Sevier would went on. So not not the mm. same tear, but a similar tear at least to what Adi yeah. Sevier went on. Right. And like, yeah, Shame, I mean, yeah. Uh, Tupo was saying he hasn't seen his parents since I think like before the lockdown. So yeah, yeah it was for his mum. He, he hasn't gone home, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Shame, Shame. Huh? Um, sure yeah, if you want to check out that Carl Sinclair thing, it is indeed on... Uh, it's everywhere. Whoops. Okay. Yeah, you 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 hear that sound if you're if you're a listener. Forgive me. I'll watch it. But it's on Twitter. You can find if it on the paper. Yes. Uh, you, you'll find it on Twitter, as well. Um, our, our readers won't won't hear that sound. <laughs> no. What I just kind of didn't understand why the Reds always just kept going to the forwards, right at the end. It's like because they don't have been doing this. They don't have Hunter Paisami. <laughs> Yeah, the one man who can get easy, over the game. Easy, easy. Yeah. got injured as well, so he wasn't there. So they, they were lacking, like, I guess. They, they sent their like center setup was a bit like after after uh, O'Connor. How where how are you supposed to get it to Campbell, who also didn't <laughs> do too well. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, it was quite a transfixing final great crowd in australia which is always good uh, i know we mock the australians <laughs> severely uh, and the rugby there but it's, it's fantastic that rugby seems to have really spiked interest great job stan sport overall and pushing the game i think the free air stuff has, has worked and uh, i know they broke across a lot of club games as well so charles tasman New Zealand heavy favorites but you know i think it's gonna be a good competition and i think yeah, the reds uh i'm looking forward to the reds crusade actually just all the reds games uh, I, I think it's going to be really, really interesting. And the Brambies. The others, maybe not so much, but uh, um, I, think, I think it's going to be a good one. Um, guys, is there anything anything else uh, that I may have missed? Uh, otherwise, we'll, we can go to Superbrew and do some picking. Oh, I think that's all. Yeah, yeah so I'm just looking at my notes over here. Uh, no, oh, that's pretty oh, much oh. It. big, big uh, yes. result this weekend. Um, oh, yeah, the, the, Rugby the, United the, New York managed to give Giltinis their first loss. Uh, yeah. Which nice. is which is which is actually a big thing. So yeah, if you in see, a, it's in kind of interesting. Kind of interesting if you watch the end of that game because they're the New York players are all in tears after beating the Giltinis. 
it's, it's a about, brand new team. It's about as powerful as, as like when the Jaguars won their first game in New Zealand or whatever. It's about mm. that about that level of like reaction from the players, which is funny because I think New York were the home game, the home team as well. Yeah, I'll just be yeah. There you go. Uh, I just wanted to find it. Shock went men in tears. <laughs> also, the the Seawolves won their second game in the season against nice. the San Diego Legion. They, <sighs> I think, they're bottom of the league so far this year. They're having a shocker, but yeah, you know, my legion are my legion are pretty crap at at the moment. Yeah, free jacks. They're, they're my team. Free jacks managed to pick up a win against Gil Grony, so I'm super stoked. Even though I nice. bet against them on Super Brew, if I'm honest <laughs> with myself. It's cool that they played at the uh, LA Coliseum. Yes. Um, oh, sorry. Yeah. That I was think last just... week. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no no sorry, no. Saw, sorry, uh, it was weeks ago. Sorry, I just saw a yeah. photo. Um, that's Kef. Yeah, that Coliseum Kef Stadium. Dot. That's like their home. But they played another game. Yes. Last their last home game, Guillotini's played. I think one of the football stadiums they played it like, obviously because it's off season like this. Yeah. I think yeah. it's the SoFi SoFi Stadium or something. Uh, okay. Do they have any crowds for these games, or is it? Um, I think they do have some crowds, small crowds. I mean, I don't think they can get as many people there, but I think they do have some small, small attendance. I don't even know if they sort of limiting attendance or it's literally just people aren't that interested. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah. Hmm. Um. Uh, oh, just on the British Irish line, there's also a good video by Squidge, by the way. If you want to check out, he gives a great analysis. Uh, as well so uh, let's just do some super brew so we have first of the day uh at nine o'clock south african time yay friday game uh highlanders versus reds in dunedin under okay that means the, the highlanders will probably lose they keep losing under the roof um <laughs> in all seriousness who, who, are you gonna, who are you gonna pick it's quite a tough one actually highlanders versus reds that is a tough one that is a tricky one because i think any other team the reds by like three maybe well, I'm saying Highlanders by yeah. seven, so it's I'm gonna, I'm gonna agree. The Reds are gonna be on the come down after the final. It's a bit of a tough one to get yourselves back motivated for that. But I, at the same time, I, I don't even know who the Highlanders are gonna pick. Like last in their last match, they had Perry, Perry at fullback. They had Monoscutter at fullback. I don't know if they'll keep him in. Uh, yeah, yeah, their back three is gonna be a bit of a mess. But I, I don't know. I'm just gonna pick the Highlanders. Just, I, I agree with you. We'll Highlanders by seven. <laughs> But I thought oh. the Reds were better than the British and Irish lads, wasn't that what Mitch told us? <laughs> I yeah, know, but we, we should be backing we, them. Yeah, but the Highlanders also... Okay, let's I mean, back the Reds. No, but the Highlanders are, the have a Scottish name, so the, and the Scots are obviously better than British and Irish lads, seeing as they only managed <laughs> to get eight in the squad, so who knows? Who knows? Uh, let's see, at 11.45 of South African time, Waratah's Hurricanes. So it's a Lamapi's Swang Song Tour. <laughs> It's going to score all the tries. <laughs> so Hurricanes by like 20. Even less flawed Hurricanes. To, it's going to be tricky for them to travel though, I reckon. Like, I think traveling is going to be a much bigger factor than we normally consider it to be. Because, yeah, it's their first travel like of the year, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. All of them are like traveling the furthest they've traveled for like more than a year. It's going to be interesting, yeah. I, I, I'll go for Hurricanes by one. Okay, well, uh, fine. Mm, yeah, I would also say Hurricanes by very little, so yeah, I'm happy with one. Okay, we got Crusaders Brumbies. Saders. Saders by If it was Saders and Reds, I'd say Saders by less, but I think Brumbies, they might get a bit more on them. 
Yeah. Mm. Ten? I'm happy with ten. Yeah. Rebels Blues in Melbourne. Yeah, it's a tough one. Uh, no Caleb Clark. Yeah, he's going to sevens. Uh, and Danny Dan, Satoru has also gone to sevens. Dane Hill and back. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. He played club. He played club rugby. He played for Did like. Did he not get another concussion? Who knows? <laughs> who knows? <laughs> he might have got a concussion when he went to bed that night when his yeah. head hit the pillow. Yeah. <laughs> no, rumor is, <laughs> rumor is he sleeps like an astronaut, guys. like in one Sorry. of those like standing sleeping bags. So yeah, I like your joke, Paul. <laughs> Pretty funny. I enjoy um, it too. This, well, I'm just gonna pick the Blues because the Rebels are terrible. Yeah, I think right so. now. Yeah, I think that's the safer option. But it's oh, weird. No. Like, I feel like any of, other than maybe the Crusaders game, any of these games could actually go either way. But I would that's say true. Crusaders. Well. Mm. Um, and then lastly, Force Chiefs. Uh, Chiefs. Uh, force by five. Force by Ooh. one. Ah, shit, guys. I have to pick the Force then. <laughs> Thank you, Phil. <laughs> we said it early out there. So, Adam, we said yeah, it. Yeah, I'm going to back you to follow through. <laughs> all right well that is going to do it then cool they're not we locked it in for just under an hour so thanks chaps very much appreciated uh matthew thank you for joining us it's always a pleasure to be here oh lovely um and phil thank you very much for coming on very much appreciate it yeah it was also a pleasure thanks guys enjoy the rest mm. of your evenings yes thanks. yes yeah uh you too if you have been listening thank you so much for uh, listening to Elite Rugby Banter. Uh, we have no idea when Alex is coming back from, from Namibia. Uh, we have no idea when Ben's... Cape Town on Friday, yeah. yeah. Uh, they, uh, actually, go. Uh, I'm looking after his house at the moment, so... I should uh-huh. know when he's coming back. Are you yeah. looking after Roly? Yeah, Roly's sleeping here next to me at the moment. Nice. Oh, nice. And then, uh, is there any, like, draft research that's, like, lying around, yeah, anything like that? Adam's uh, paper. Well, <laughs> Alex's paper. Both trophies are here, but uh, just abscond, abscond with the winners one. <laughs> yeah. Just like on and your I, way out, just smash the window and leave with that one. Say, oh, there was a break in. <laughs> it just disappeared. Yeah. So they stole uh, just is, this trophy, obviously. Is there yeah. like um, what do you call it? There's almost like a sunburn, not a sunburn. It's like a sun mark from where the Shrine of George Bridge used to be. <laughs> I'll have to look. Maybe it's being hidden by something else. But yeah. He's covered it um, up with that Stormy jersey of his. Yeah, like Alex has a new god now. It's <laughs> nobody, nobody does. All right, that's gonna wrap it. Uh, thanks for listening. We will be back next week. Cheers. Cheers.